love this podcast? Be sure to like, subscribe, and leave a review. And don't forget to follow us on social media. Hello and welcome to... (laughs) (laughs) Cut, cut, of the Rihanna concert. Yes, it is. There's some little football game happening. Um, I think two teams may be playing each other in a game during intermissions for the Rihanna concert. I can't wait. I can't either. The 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 teaser video for the uh for the halftime show uh looked just absolutely incredible. So I'm it was so good. Like just her showing where she grew up, where she came from, to playing at the Super Bowl halftime show. Fucking A. Yes, Rihanna. Yes. Hello, and welcome to It's Like This, your one-stop shop for everything pop. Culture, that is. I'm Eliane. And I'm Greg. And that was very sing-songy today, more than usual. I don't know. <laughs> it's because you're wearing makeup. Yes, I have makeup Fancy on. Fancy like, I, like, left my house today. I know, it's Ooh. incredible. I know. I never do that. <laughs> That's not crazy. Like, I leave my house to go to work. And then I come home and I collapse from the mental stress that turns physical. That is my job. So, yeah. So it's very rare that I get out on a Saturday and enjoy the day. But I did. It's a nice day in Harlem today. Oh, nice. It has poured down rain here all day. Oh, no. That sucks. I mean. I mean, we need the rain. Yes. But, you know, we also like to leave the house every now and then this is true yeah so how's how's your week been it's 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 been um you know working doing 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 things stuff and things you know nothing nothing exciting uh you know it's 
the Grammys were were last weekend, uh, and we'll get to that later. Uh, mm-hmm. The Brit Awards were tonight. We'll get to that later. Um, but you know, other than that, it's been fairly uneventful. Yeah, uneventful can be really good, right? At least nothing bad's happening, so that's good. We'll take that as a win. Yes, <laughs> we will take that as a win. Um, and just kind of getting right into this week's stories. I don't know if I take this as a win, but Emma Roberts has like, I guess a kind of a toxic relationship with her mom. I never, I never knew that. I was never privy to that, you know, celebrity gossip. So this kind of came out of nowhere for me, but apparently Emma Roberts and her husband have been really good about when they're sharing pictures of their son on social media it's always from behind they never show his face and And a lot of parents are doing that yeah because you know there's some creepy fucking people out there and maybe you don't want them looking at your young child your you know toddler young child um so she's been very careful about not posting his face and then her mom on her personal Instagram went and posted a picture of his face. And then she called her mom out in her story. She did. I mean, you know, she, she has blocked her mother on Instagram prior, prior to this. Um, I'm not exactly sure of the story there. Um, but I assume they have since reconciled since then. Um, but like what bothers me about the call out is that if this is something that like you don't want your kids face all over social media, why didn't you just like call your mom and tell her to take it down? Now yeah. you've literally shared your kid's face right. to your millions of followers. Right it brought more attention to it. Yeah. So I just feel like there's something, ooh, there's something messy going on in that family. They were going tit for tat. That's for sure. Ooh. Yeah. Well, and you know, she, Emma doesn't have a great relationship with her, with her mother. Um, her dad doesn't have a great relationship with his sister who is famously Ooh. annoying actress Julia Roberts. They don't they don't speak. Julia doesn't speak to her brother. Yeah. Hey, okay. Does Julia speak to her niece? Yeah, like she does. Oh. I Ooh. guess um Emma Roberts' mother is separated from her father, and the mom used to take Emma to like the film sets that Julia was on. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. Does Emma have a relationship with her dad? Yes. So weird. What a weird dynamic. Yeah. Oh, poor Emma. Poor Emma's the glue, and no child should have to be the glue in a family. That ain't cool. I don't care how old you get. You are not the glue. You don't have to be the glue, girl. Yeah. Damn, that's messy. Ooh. Well, all right. So there's that. Um, since we're <laughs> since we're kind of in the 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 kind of weird, uh, gross 
news story territory. Um, it, it is confirmed uh, that Leonardo DiCaprio will be frequenting the um, Wilshire Boulevard Chuck E. Cheese for date night, as it is confirmed that he is dating 19-year-old model Eden Polani. Okay. There is just so many things wrong with this, okay? I, I'm, I'm at a loss for words. It, it's not even an age difference. You, you know this. I don't, I don't mind an age difference. My partner is 17 years older than I, but I'm 40 fucking one years old. Okay. I'm not 19. That's so weird and creepy. He's how old? He's what? 48. Um, let me double check that. That's, that's not okay. Leonardo DiCaprio was 48. So. It's not to say that people with an age different can't date. That's, that's a very big age difference, but also she's barely an adult. Yeah. And I remember when I was 19, <laughs> I had no fucking business being with nobody 48. I didn't care. I don't care if that's a man or a woman. Like I, our minds are not and should not be the same at 19 and 48. So what the fuck do they have in common? Like, what do they talk about? <laughs> what do they go home and fucking talk about? I... <sighs> Like she just graduated high school last year. Like, are you fucking kidding me? Oh, you know, I and I feel I mean, Leonardo DiCaprio is so far removed from that age that, like, you know, the closest thing that he could relate to her on was like. You know, because let's see, she's 19 and he was about 19 when he did uh, Romeo and Juliet. So, you know, there's that. She wasn't even alive then. Right. <laughs> He's got films older than her. Oh, my God. That's so fucking creepy. I mean, we joke about his whole nobody older than 25 thing, but there is something seriously wrong here. Like, somebody needs to check his hard drives. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. We, we, hackers get on, get on this. <laughs> like, because, you know, and then they're, in in reference to like this story coming to light um you know some people have made comparisons of like you know david harbour dating millie bobby brown you know that's that's the age difference that you're looking at here um crazy you know but also it um it has since come out um and and now her name escapes me. She was Marissa on on the OC. Uh, oh, um, Misha Barton. Misha Barton. Thank you. Uh, she came out recently and said that uh, when when she was she was younger, 
uh, you know, a, a young starlet before she ruined her career doing whatever <laughs> it is she did. What uh, was it that she did? She disappeared off the face of the earth. Yeah, um, I believe the the rumor was that uh, she was, um, which, you know, whether there's any truth to this, uh, you know, she was difficult to work with on the OC. And, you know, it was, she said that she was leaving the OC. Rumor has it that she was forced out. Um and since then, she just she kind of got blacklisted and quit working. Um, but her publicist at the time um, suggested that she sleep with Leonardo DiCaprio to kind of boost her image in the press. Um, and this was prior to the OC. Um, I believe the story said she was like 16 or 17 at the time. Oh. No, I think she was 19. I guess 19 is his golden number right now. Mm. Um, he okay. He also, when he was dating Giselle Boonston back then, she was 19 when he started dating her. He was about 24 at the time. Which so is not not terrible. It's not a terrible age difference, but she was also 19 and they broke up when she was 24. And then there was a whole long line of people who he broke up with by their 25th birthday. There's just something really wrong when you're so known in Hollywood for sleeping with young teens that somebody's publicist will be like, that'll be good publicity for you. Just sleep with that guy. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. Ew. Yeah, I don't like it. Talk about a casting couch. I just, it... And and here's the here's the thing also, and you know, this highlights a larger problem in in Hollywood as a whole, is that, you know, yes, you know, everybody jokes about it, but you know, it's one of those things that everybody has kind of turned a blind eye to. Yeah, we you know, people joke about it, but nobody ever, you know, he's never been quote unquote canceled over this or anything. It nobody seems to fucking care, but or even condemned. Yeah. Like... It's a very weird thing. And at some point, I mean, where are we gonna draw the line at? This is really weird. When he's 60 and still dating 19 year olds, like what when is the yeah the cutting off point where we say, okay, something's fucking wrong with this guy. And you know, I I will give an unpopular opinion right now. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio, in everything that he ap- has appeared in after Titanic, um, he has been given giving a second-rate Jack Nicholson impression for at least the last 20 years. You know what? That is the correct answer. You are correct. Mm, mm-mm-mm. Well, you know, what's not giving the same thing as always is the reboot of The Proud Family. I have not seen it yet. I've seen lots of clips. It's getting really good reviews online. Um, They had a storyline where their toddler was, you know, diagnosed as being on the spectrum. You know, they talked about autism, 
on the show. It was really great. And um, so <clears throat> I'm going to look up the name of the triplets. There were these characters on the original, you know, iteration of the Proud family. And they were Asian triplets, right? The Chang triplets. And the way they were drawn... <sighs> You're looking at it now, and it was very pro problematic. Right. Um, the stereotypical, like, kind of like big teeth, you know, slanted eyes. Like, it was very, it was, oh, God, it was, it was yeah, not great. But their, you know, new iteration on the reboot, they're awesome. Like, yo, the the animation is so good the drawings are great and and you know now they're drawn like you know just normal people who are also asian like what a concept but you know good for you guys for making those changes that needed to be changed because i i really did used to love the proud family <laughs> it's a dope show well and it you know it it shows that um even even on an animated show like the proud family uh when it when it first premiered you can see that from then to now how the number of people of color in the writers room and in the animation studios has shifted from being predominantly white to you know now majority people of color because of the changes you know with the chang triplets and you know introducing these these storylines um in the in the episode with the the chang triplets are featured um there is it's kind of centered around model minority and um that's that's the story and it's it's a very important um storyline to to share yeah so kudos to them and that's i mean those two storylines in and of themselves have only been in maybe like the first three episodes of the season so i can't wait to see what else shout out to woke culture yes <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, and so now on to some fun light things that we love to do we're gonna we're gonna talk all things grammys yay yay so you know let's let's do this in an organized fashion otherwise we're gonna be here for about five hours we're gonna start off with our best and worst dress picks and then we're gonna go into reactions how do we feel about the winners the snubs the happenings the speeches. We're going to talk about it all. We're going to mention it all. <laughs> yes. Oh, should we start with best or dress or best or dress best or worse? Uh, let's do, let's do best first because it's, it's fun. Okay. All right. So we're not going to do male, female categories for this one. We're going to pick an overall who had the strongest Best look of the night for you, Greg. Uh, for me, um, and this was kind of an easy pick uh, because there were so few. Mm, uh, <laughs> story. I I picked MC Light because there was just something about it. It was a very simple, clean, 
white suit with you know the black details face was perfect hair was perfect she just looked effervescent and gorgeous i you know she looked great she really did and i love that she's the voice like she's the voice of the grammys did you notice yes. that? she's the voiceover she's like i love it always the mc <laughs> i love it yes right well for me my best dress because frankly i was very fucking bored very bad you know what this grammys gave me boring like this was the award show to do the crazy shit in right it's the grammys and it was very boring but somebody who is completely not boring was cardi b she like a goddess her dress was architectural like it was a vibrant color it was snug and all the right. It was like she, it was poured onto her and yes. then a piece was built like around her. Like it was flawless. I die. Yeah, the royal blue was Ooh. fucking everything on yes. her. Like, yeah. And then to top it off, she changed to prefer, to present an award. And then her second look was fucking fire, fire, fire. Like that was my second best dress of the night was also Cardi B. So she did the damn thing at the Grammys. Yes, she did. Looked yes. great. Right. Um, my my second best dressed uh is actually um, and it's not really best dressed, it's sexiest dressed. Um because this person wore what to me is the sexiest thing that a man can wear. And it goes to uh, Bad Bunny for the backwards fitted ball cap and the, and the suit. That is just the sexiest thing that a man can put on. Yeah, he looked effortlessly fucking hot that night like he yeah even like when he was performing he was yeah. just dressed like like a regular person but was still the fucking star like ah he like, looked how do you good how mm. do you have big dick energy and dad jeans like in dad, sir <laughs> in dad shorts on stage i can't even this man mm. that was a good second choice it was effortless effortlessly yeah. handsome mm-hmm. well now on to the fun stuff <laughs> who was the worst there were a lot of people that could have been chosen oh so many and i mean you know like you said th- this is the grammys and this is the opportunity to you know go there with Things you couldn't necessarily get away with at, you know, say the Oscars or the Tonys or, you know, something of that nature. The problem was that a lot of it went, you know, more costumey and not fashion or it was just tacky. Yes, there was a lot of tacky going on. Yeah. Um, so honorable mention on, on principle alone, um, Camilla Cabello. 
Uh, oh, what did she even wear? Was she there? Oh, shit. I didn't even notice that bitch. She was yeah, there. She was there. <laughs> um, she wore like. <laughs> you know, back in the 70s when they had those like straw things that you put on the tables. So like the pots don't burn the tables when you put them, <laughs> put them on the yeah. table. OK, so she had that but like a bikini top <laughs> and then like a black tube skirt that was pulled up right under, under her boobs. Oh gosh. No girl. No, no. Yeah, it was just, it was, it was very bizarre. Listen, um, I've had enough of the crop top thing because you don't do that to the award. That's not edgy at the award show. We no. wear that shit to brunch. Stop right. it. Taylor Swift. I'm talking to you. Sorry. Very that. Sorry, not sorry. God, sorry. Go ahead, Greg. <laughs> but my my actual worst dressed, and this is this is going to ruffle some feathers and be Ooh. very, very controversial. Um my worst dressed is Adele. Oh. Um it the red velvet thing. Yes. And because it looked like, do you remember when Project Runway used to do like the unconventional materials challenge for the first <laughs> episode? Um, because like the, the ruffle around her shoulders looked like the brim of like beach hats. <laughs> and then it looked like she was wearing curtains. She's giving Scarlett O'Hara making a dress from the curt from the drapes. Oh, damn, you're right. Yeah, you know it what? just that is correct. So yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it. You know what, Greg? I'm gonna agree with you. That was not a good... <laughs> I love Adele. I love Adele. And I loved her um at the show. I love her friendship vibe with Lizzo. It was she was super cute. That outfit was not. I also love that uh, she dipped out after she lost album of the year. She did. She was like, deuces, bitch. Harry was giving his speech and she was like, I'm out. Bye. Relatable. Um, yes. But what about you? Who do you have for okay. worst dressed? So I think my pick is also going to be controversial. I love her. She's such a beautiful woman. But she needs to fire her stylist for this look immediately what did they do to mary jane blige mm. what the fuck was that the cutouts in the totally wrong place that gold dress that that the length was weird it looked uncomfortable she couldn't move in it the weave was fucking terrible like who put that ratty white blonde like yeah her hair who did this to her she's a beautiful woman and i can't even believe they allowed her to step on a red carpet like that that like that just i was so upset i was like what did they do to mary what did they do to mary and it was it was it was a night of a lot of misses for people who usually knock it out of the park, like Viola Davis, for example. Oh, what the that fuck dress was, was that? wretched. 
wretched. And listen, I'm going to catch some heat for this, but I feel like Beyonce's dress could have done a whole lot more. That was that was pretty fucking basic for Beyonce. I'm sorry. I, that gave like art student, you know, doing their final project and like she wore it as charity. Like I said what I said. Okay. Yeah, I just I I don't like I it don't and I'm I'm not real thrilled uh about the return of Space Age Metallics. Um this year I'm because I'm seeing a lot of it uh especially like we saw quite a few at the Grammys. Uh, there were some some at the Brit Awards tonight. So I'm not, you know, can we please leave that in the early 2000s? Yeah, let's just leave that alone. And also Black China, I don't know what the fuck that was, like Black Swan fucking costume, but that shit needed to stay in the fucking closet. Yeah. Fuck that. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> since we're on the Grammys, <laughs> What did you think? Because, okay, before I even get into the real controversy that we all know is surrounding the Grammys, Bad Bunny opened up the show, which I was super happy about. I was like, won't he do it? Singing all Spanish, you know what I mean? The fucking closed captioning in the official Grammy live stream said, Singing in non-English language. You can't even say a it, it's singing in Spanish at least would have been trying. Or B, here's a thought. Captioning his fucking words anyway, regardless of what fucking language it was in. Or here's an even crazier thought. Translating the words. I don't know. It deserved a lot more than singing in non-English language. What the fuck? That album was the longest running number one album of 2022. He had the most streamed song in fucking history. I don't understand the disrespect, but there was a lot of that going around, Greg. Just like Talk me out of this rabbit hole because I'm going to go deep. I'm going to go fucking deep. Okay. Here's, I, I have a friend who works in uh, television production and has done awards ceremonies. And, you know, so I asked him, I said, you know, what, what happened here? Like, not not that he was in the room, but like what potentially could have happened here? And he said, for something like this, you know, all these song selections and stuff are pre pre-approved. And for this very reason, so when it comes time for the broadcast, like the, it's the same with like a teleprompter. Like they've, what's on the teleprompter is pretty much what goes into the closed captioning. Um, so he said that, you know, somebody probably lost their job that night. I mean, what the fuck? What the fuck? What a moment that should have been a proud moment for so many people who, by the way, consume American music, who are consumers of American media 
And yet we still speak another language. Lots and lots of people speak a language other than English. And I just felt disrespectful. And honestly, as soon as he won that first award, it was like urban Latino music or whatever the fuck the stupid ass category was. I was like, I know he's going to get shut out of every other category. They're going to give that shit to him as like a, here, we still awarded you relegating him to the, you know, out of the general field. I was pretty disappointed. Um, Yeah. And I mean, even as, you know, I've, English is my only language. um, And I am I am someone who usually uh, watches watches TV while I'm while I'm working. Uh, so I've got the captioning on just so I can kind of look over and see what's happening. Um, I would have appreciated had the lyrics been there in Spanish, you know, one, because I'm a Bad Bunny fan. And so being able to see those words and be like, oh, so that that's what's said. Right. You know, I would have appreciated that. And I know that there are other people who are only English language speakers right. who would have appreciated that. Because then, you know, when Bad Bunny comes on when we're in the car or right. like when we're cleaning house or something, we can hit every word with him. Right. And, you know. It was a missed opportunity. And I think it was, it was, there weren't the right people in the room, I guess. Um, just like there weren't the right people voting for these awards because let's just talk about it. Let's talk about album of the year. Okay. Let's just get it all out there and talk about album of the year. We called it last week. We did. We did. And, you know, just I will repeat what what I said last week in that, you know, Harry Styles is a very referential artist in that everything he does, you know, for the rest of his career mm-hmm. will always remind you of someone else, you know, not because he's not an incredibly prolific songwriter um, you know, not because he's not talented, um, you know, but when, and it's kind of a trend that historically we have seen in that these pop stars that come out of prefabricated pop groups, when they go solo, they have trouble finding their own identity now this is not true for all of them um but it is the case with with harry styles i think yeah and i'm just gonna be plainly and bluntly frank about this i don't think that he is as talented as some of the other people that were nominated in that category. Oh, absolutely. Um, I don't think his album was as good as some of the other people in that category. 
And I don't think his album was as important to the culture or as influential or of the moment as some of the other people nominated in that category. So I just think that particular award, I don't think he deserved to win over those other people nominated. I I completely agree. I he that album did not have the range that the other albums nominated did. You know, his previous albums well, more specifically his first album had great range. Mm. Absolutely like it was covered all the bases. Um you know, and then this one, it just, it, it was an album we've heard because we've heard other artists do it better. Right, right. And listen, you're going to tell me that his album was better than Un Verano Sin Ti or better than Renaissance? I mean, listen, for once, the 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 Twitterverse and the social media verse united Beyonce fans <laughs> and Bad Bunny fans united to drag the fucking living shit out of Harry Styles fans. Sorry for y'all. I, you you were collateral damage <laughs> in this firestorm because I am sorry if there was Anybody that deserved to win that album of the year award this particular year in this category with these nominees, it had to be one of those two albums. That shit is crazy. The fact that Beyonce is the most winningest Grammy artist of all fucking time. And let's say kudos to her because she made history. Yes. She has 30 fucking Grammys, people. 32. (laughs) (laughs) Bitch has 32 fucking Grammys. Nobody has more Grammys now than Beyonce. But she still has never won album of the year. Are you fucking kidding me? Are you kidding me? Something doesn't add up. And, And it's that they keep relegating artists that are of color or black to the non-general awards and we see this fucking happening year after year how the fuck has Beyonce never won an album of the year award how 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 I mean even (laughs) like let's say that still never win that one that's crazy you you take you take Renaissance, you know, off the table, um, you know, because it is, because it samples a lot and the interpolations, whatever, so on and so forth. You are telling me that the year it came out, Lemonade was not the best album that year? No other album even fucking came close. Even Adele, who won that award that year, was like, what? What do you, what do you mean? I don't deserve to win this shit. Why isn't Beyonce winning this? Yeah. Every fucking time. Every time. It's some bullshit. It is some bullshit. 
It is I mean, bullshit. Even bullshit. even 30 by Adele, which, you know, is not that great start to finish, had more range than Harry's house. Yeah. Lizzo. I mean, come on. <laughs> Listen, even goddamn fucking what's her name? Carlisle. I always fuck up. Brandy Carlisle. Brandy, even Brandy Carlisle would not have pissed me off as much as Harry Styles. He didn't I, that particular award. He deserved others. He got, he didn't deserve that one. I'm sorry. The album was over. Like album of the year is for, you know, it, these are albums that you never skip a fucking song. They're all so good. Every song is a masterpiece. That, that was not this album for, for me. That that's just my opinion. But I don't think his album was that album. This That's year. fair. And I'm mad about it. I'm still mad about it. I'm <laughs> fucking, I am salty. Still. Ugh. Bringing me back. So let's, 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 like, let's move on because we could do yes. this for hours and hours. Okay. So still, <laughs> uh, it is, it is award season. Um, and Tonight, we are recording this on Saturday the 11th. Um, the, the Brit Awards, um, they are in, in, in England, they're long over, um, but they, they happened today. And of course, there was a red carpet. So as is tradition, uh, we are going to talk about the fits and the fashions from the Brits red carpets. So um, I just want to highlight two looks that very much stood out to me. I haven't seen them all. Um, I still have to go through and really look, but I do kind of have a best and worst. I think I do. Who do okay. you have for best? So my best, and you know, judging on the previous segment, you guys might be surprised, but it's actually Harry Styles. Oh. He had a bunch of different looks tonight. But there was the, when he was on the red carpet, it was like a black tux, but he had this big kind of bow embellishment kind of thing around his neck up towards his shoulder. I can't really describe it but it looked really fucking awesome. He looked great. He looked great. See, that's what that's what took him out of contention for me. It was the placement of that. It felt a little <laughs> too close to his face. It was close to his face, but I thought it was really interesting and the fit on the suit was really cool. Like it wasn't super tight fitted tailored, but it was tailored well. I don't know if that yes. makes it, yeah, I thought he looked great. Um, and he had other looks throughout the night that I thought was like, he looked great. A lot of black. There was a lot of black on the red carpet tonight. Um, and that brings me to my worst because somebody who's wearing all black, um, Sam Smith, I. You hated that? I loved that. I, I kind of hated it. And I'm going to tell you why I hated it. It made them walk really fucking funny like as a okay. picture it looked fucking editorial and cool as fuck and then they had to turn around and walk further down the red carpet to the next like spot where they were gonna you know take pictures 
and they looked really fucking funny walking <laughs> in that. That's 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 fair. That's that's, like a that's totally people. fair. Not not a like I don't know. They just look yeah. really uncomfortable like walking in that. Like I could almost hear like that um <laughs> the original version of what they wore uh has been seen in vogue but when when it was in vogue and that's um that's from an archival collection and i forget the designer um but when it was originally seen in vogue it is a red and white vertical striped number I, I remember it. I remember yeah. it on the runway. And I remember thinking that poor model is walking really funny because I, I, that thing is just not made to move, that outfit. Right. I said it's really cool. It's editorial. I really preferred it in all black as opposed to the vertical red and white stripes. Um, that gave me like very much like candy cane, peppermint candy. The all black gave me like dominatrix, which I think was the vibe they were going for. So kudos to Sam Smith for that, but I just I can't get past the funny walk. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Sam. That's that's fair. No, I I definitely like if if that had been a look for them on like a Rolling Stone cover. Yes, perfection. It would have been over. Would have been over. But for a red carpet, it's just not practical. So I see that. Yeah. But I appreciate the effort. Because I'm so sick of boring shit. Oh my gosh. So we didn't talk about what we would have worn to the Grammys. We picked outfits. Oh, that's right. We did pick outfits. outfits. So, um, yes. I picked a look from the Valentino. Uh, it, I believe it was spring 2023. So, so the fashion show was last fall. Fall of 2022. And Valentino's show was all like fucking magenta hot pink. And oh, it was just so my vibe. So I picked that like an open kind of like two piece pants, cape, open cape. I don't know. I don't think my titties would. I think they would be flopping around. I'd need a lot of double sided tape, but I'd really want to try that look. It's it's sickening, though. <laughs> it is absolutely sickening. I loved it. <laughs> And you know what I what I noticed I I was pulling pulling the pictures uh, for what we would wear, um, and both of our looks have wide leg, very long yes. pants to them. Yeah, I'm loving that vibe. Just like I I don't know, it looks cool. It looks chic, comfortable at the same time. I am here for it. Yes. So yes, you know, we're going to post those pictures because we picked some fire ass looks. Yes. And then you, the listeners, will get to vote uh, if you would put us on the best or worst dressed lists for for these. Mm. So I'm I'm excited and very nervous about this. <laughs> me too. Um but for me on on the Brits uh red carpet so for best dressed was uh for me Jody Turner Smith who looked like a studio 54 goddess she had on it's um 
and I know I talked shit about uh, Space Age Metallics earlier, but this was not Space Age Metallics. She was in lovely silver Grecian kind of uh, wrap dress. There were some you know, there was some exposed skin. She had the beautiful, large, like picked out Afro, just gorgeous. Skin was on point. Like she's beautiful. Like she is yeah. always freaking beautiful. And I love it. Cause the way Joshua Jackson looks at her is the way I would look at her every time I got to see her. It's just like, oh, wow. <laughs> like, wow, she is a literal goddess. It's it's the way I look at pictures of her. Um, and then worst dressed um, went to someone who, who I don't know who it is, um, but her name is uh, Talia Storm. And she was in what looked like a Legs Avenue Hemp costume kind of exploded all over her. Like she was in a in a fur Kangol hat circa oh, like, like no. a bucket hat circa 99 with oh no. This is giving that Cameron video, but she is doing it like a five below version of Cameron. Yes, like it's just it's not expensive. And and while the Brits are a more laid back um back. award ceremony uh, i will say this in a, uh, in a fur coat with fur boots Pamela fur anderson did this in in the 90s she did it better she will cool. always do it better wow that was that was bad so yeah well, all right. That was good. That was some nice celebrity yeah. chat. And now, now it's time for my favorite time of the episode. It's BuzzFeed quiz time. Cue the jingle. BuzzFeed quiz time. So tonight, we took the BuzzFeed quiz, pick your favorite things, and we'll tell you what famous 90s movie character you are. Right up my alley. Oh, this was such a great fucking quiz. This is a good one. Okay, I'm going to go first. Okay. So I got Cher from Clueless. I fucking knew it. You love to have fun and mean well, but some people might get the impression you're spoiled. As if I literally, of all the things people think about me, spoiled is the absolute last thing. I am not spoiled, but I love Cher, so I'll take it. <laughs> Mine was um, very unsurprising. I I tried to... Because going into it, I was like, I know what I'm going to get. Um, so I'm going to try. I'm not going to pick my immediate response. I'm going to pick my second response. <laughs> and 
I still got the same same answer. Um, uh, you can't lie to the BuzzFeed quiz, Greg. <laughs> you can't. I got to the surprise of absolutely no one who knows me. I got cat from Ten Things I Hate About You. <laughs> Yay! Oh, I think we literally mentioned this movie last episode. We did. We did when we were talking about uh, rom coms. Oh, your cat! I love it, Katarina. Yes, Katarina. I love it. Yay! All right, that was a good quiz. I that was a fantastic quiz. Yeah. So, well, okay. What have you been watching, reading, listening to? It's recommendation time, people. Yeah, yeah. So here we go. Greg, what is your recommendation this week? So, uh, my recommendation this week um, is actually a film that's not out yet. Um, oh. I was uh, fortunate enough to be sent a screener for for this film. Um, and I am someone who, you know, as we have said countless times on the show, I love a rom-com. I, I'm not real big on anything that's like too too heavy cinema wise um it's why I stick to rom-coms stick to like uh you know comic book films things of that nature um but this is an australian film uh that is going to be released everywhere i believe on the 17th is when it starts hitting theaters in the u.s um it won uh, the the biggest prize at um, an Australian film festival. Um, it is called Of an Age, um, and it is it is a gay coming of age uh, love story. Um, the the first bit of the movie is set over twenty four hours, um, and then it I I won't spoil it. Um, so I'll I'll just say that. Um, not since Wakanda Forever have has a film turned me into just an absolute wreck. This film fucking wrecked me. It is Ooh. so beautiful, start to finish. Um, you know, we've been on a very '90s kick. the uh, The first part of the the film is set in the in the '90s. Um, so there's there's a lot of really great 90s like references and stuff in there. Um, so if if of an age is is playing in a theater near you when it comes out, I highly, highly, highly recommend uh, that you go see it um, because it it is one of the most beautiful, beautiful films that I have seen in probably the last 15 years. Ooh, Ooh I can't wait. That sounds good. That's a great recommendation. Like that was glowing. That was glowing. Yes. Oh, okay. Well, my my recommendation this week is it's not something new necessarily. Um, but it is only there's only one season so far. So it came out in 2021. It's on Apple TV and it's called Foundation. 
Um, it's based on a book series commonly known as like the first sci-fi series ever. It was oh, first wow. published in the 40s. So, um, you know, this TV show is based on that series and it is so fucking good. I'm about three to four episodes in. Um, there's only one season so far, 10 episodes. I, I'm engrossed. I I love it. <laughs> I love it. I don't even know how to explain it. It's very apocalyptic. You know, basically, group of people have the audacity to, to suggest that the way to serve, you know, to save their civilization and their empire, so to speak, is to destroy it. Oh, wow. It's really fucking cool. I'm super into it. <laughs> so if you like sci-fi, you know, and you you like all these sci-fi series that are, you know, modern and current, that's the granddaddy of them all. That's the author that kind of invented that genre. So check it out. It's really good. Just check that out. I definitely will. Um, and before we go, mm-hmm. um. I have watched a bit of uh, that 90s show. It ain't great. Oh, and <laughs> high recommendation. <laughs> I haven't even bothered to watch it because I'm not interested. It's it's the it's ugh, it's the same show. That's boring. It's like we've been there. We've done that. Me, wow. Um, are there any award shows or anything coming up this this week? Like, what's what's coming up in the horizon? Um, so you know, we mentioned uh, the the Super Bowl is, oh, is yeah. tomorrow. The Rihanna okay. concert. Um, what? I don't know. I think this is because the, the Brits are tonight. I don't think there's anything next week that i'm aware of but that could change um let's see oh wait a minute um the baftas are february 19th okay okay sag awards are the 26th of february all right so we've got the baftas and the sag awards coming nice nice yeah all right so you know till next week Thank you all for being here. And um, until next time, I've been one of the thigh balloons on Sam Smith's outfit at the Brit Awards. And until next time, I have been the thigh balloon on the other side of Ah, Sam Smith's outfit. (laughs) (laughs) We love you all. See you next time. Bye. This has been a Rod Wharton production. All rights and trademarks reserved. No portion of this podcast shall be reproduced commercially without explicit consent.